Welcome to Keeping Up With Life, where we empower you with health, business and family life strategies for you to live your best days. I'm your host, Pippa Hansen. I'm the CEO, a mother of teenagers and have a passion to live an active and healthy life. Each episode contains practical tips and insights on how you can succeed in all aspects of your life, delivered to you in bite-sized pieces to implement straight away. This episode is brought to you by the Sports Injury Clinic, whose mission is to enhance the lives of its clients, staff, other professionals, and the greater community. Welcome. Today we have with us Rachel O'Loughlin, a podiatrist. Um, Happy to have you here today from Frankston Foot Clinic. So let's start with talking about what types of things a podiatrist or you would normally see. Yeah, typically I see quite a range of things. This can scope from diabetic foot assessments. I do um, general podiatry care as well and treat uh, musculoskeletal conditions of the foot. Uh, Typically the the main ones would be plantar fasciitis and a lot of forefoot pain. All right. And so I suppose today why we're here is we're going to talk about um, cortisone injections, which a lot of people probably don't realise is something that um, yourself or other podiatrists can do. So can you talk to us about what a cortisone injection is um, and what are they normally for? Yeah, a cortisone injection is a localised anti-inflammatory injection. Uh, we use it commonly with a anaesthetic and is used for a lot of musculoskeletal pain of the foot. Okay, so sometimes you might recommend people take an oral anti-inflammatory, but that obviously doesn't do enough impact to an area. Would that be right? Yeah, cortisone injection works really well because we're getting the anti-inflammatory right into the spot where uh, the pain is. Okay, and what are the common, um, I suppose, musk um, conditions that you would use this on? Plantar fasciitis would be the most common injection I would do. Other injections of the foot would include sinus tarsi syndrome, uh, forefoot bursitis or neuromas, a lot of plantar plate injuries and uh, arthritis of the big toe. Okay. And so if we're talking to people that, um, you know, they may have pain but they don't really have a name for it, can you maybe describe some of these Um, conditions? Yeah, definitely. Um, Plantar fasciitis is usually characterised by pain in the bottom of the heel, typically after a period of inactivity. So a lot of people that do get plantar fasciitis will experience pain first thing in the morning. Um, And after periods of rest, so getting up after sitting down. Other types of pain within the foot, um, neuroma is probably the next common, which is a burning type sensation within the forefoot. This can often be described as walking on a pebble or feeling like there's something in the foot. You need to sit down and stretch out the foot to improve those symptoms. Okay. And so how do you actually administer this cortisone? Yeah, so... Um, At the clinic, we use an ultrasound to guide our injections. So um, with with the ultrasound, we can look at all the surrounding structures, look at those sites of inflammation and view the anaesthetic and the local local cortisone uh, moving into the direction of the area we're targeting. So does that um, ultrasound actually show you the inflammation? In some cases, yeah. so with a with plantar fasciitis, you'll see a lot of thickening of the plantar fascia at its point of origin. Origin, so we can measure that and and we can see the fluid moving around that area. 
And would you go into that spot or do you go around it? Like I'm just thinking of people thinking, oh, it's so painful there already. Is this going to hurt even more? <laughs> no, so we, we do inject around. Um, it would be different. So if you had a ganglion cyst, for instance, we want to target those and inject the fluid into them and in, aspirate some of the fluid out of them as well. And this is why people need to see a podiatrist because you're the experts as to where these cortisone injections need to go. Yeah, so the most important thing, I guess, is that the diagnosis is correct. Yeah. And we've talked before, you also do unguided um, injections, is that right? Yeah, also unguided. Yeah, and why would you choose one or the other? Is there a time when you use one more than the other? Typically, most of my injections now are are guided. I just hope that it um, finds increases accuracy of the injection. If they were to be unguided, um, sometimes from time constraints, if we can't get enough time to set up the machine, and if they're quite safe injections, so uh, injections into the web spaces of the digits. Yep. And what would you do? Why would you go into the web spaces? Uh, Typically for a plantar plate injection, or those neuromas are common as well. Okay. And so what's the benefit of going and um, having a cortisone injection into into some of these areas? Uh, you'll get substantial pain relief from having a cortisone injection. Typically the cortisone it lasts four to six weeks. Um, I always recommend to do it in conjunction with some conservative treatment, um, but definitely pain relief would be the, uh, the main goal with a cortisone injection. And, I, you know, I do know people that have had plantar fasciitis in particular and that when they wake up in the morning and they've had a good night's rest but then go to stand up and they're just in so much pain. So that um, – and that, as we know, pain can really inhabit people's lives. Definitely. Definitely with people that work a job where they're on their feet quite a lot as well. A lot of tradespeople um, needing to get back to work as quickly as possible is usually when they work the best. And so how long does that last? So is it, sorry, you said four to six weeks. It takes that long to um, work or it lasts four to six weeks? So typically the maximum therapeutic effect occurs around the 10-day period after having the injection. Evidence suggests that a cortisone will work for that four to six-week period. I find if we do the cortisone with some conservative management as well, the pain doesn't come back, but it can be dependent on the on the person and some other factors going into why they've sustained the injury. Yep. And when you say conservative management, what does that look like? can look like reducing types of activity, uh, footwear. Potentially we might need to do an orthotic in in some people as well Um, and looking at a progressive strengthening program in some instances of of the foot. Yep. Um, Yeah, reducing activity. It's hard to tell a a young athlete, is it, with plantar fasciitis that they need to not do footy training or soccer training for a period of time? Definitely (laughs) is. I think that they would be my my most challenging clients that I would see. But it must be tough because they can't play because it hurts, but they want to play and get back as quickly as possible. Definitely. And I think as well with plantar fasciitis, you don't experience pain doing the activity, which can be a bit of a deterrent to getting better as well. Okay. (laughs) Um, What about success? So they come and see you, they have this um, injection. What is the success rate? The success rate in the in the clinic I've had is has been quite high. Um, I have had a few instances where we've needed to do a repeated injection two or three months down the track, um, but definitely in my experience, it's it's been really quite successful and beneficial. 
And how often could you repeat it? So if you're doing it two or three months, is that something that can happen every two or three months or does it come to a time when you say we can't do this anymore? You can have up to four injections per year. I would really recommend if you've had more than two to seek some advice from a professional, whether that is a podiatrist or another clinician, just to make sure that you are treating the injury appropriately and covering all bases as well. Yep. And not just, I suppose, covering up the pain? Is that... Yeah, so potentially there's a biomechanical factor that needs to be addressed or there's maybe a strength deficit issue as well. Footwear as well for a lot of forefoot issues can can be aggravating those symptoms. And I think as you said before, that could be work footwear or sport footwear. Definitely. If you're seeing tradies or people that are wearing high heels. Yeah, corporate shoes and yep. um, football boots are a little yep. bit tricky as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, what, so what does the cortisone actually do? Is it uh, a loaded question? Does it sort of trick the body to say this is now a safe area, now heal? Is that what, what it does? Uh, it weighs, I guess it could. It, it is an anti-inflammatory, so yeah. it does have an anti-inflammatory effect at the region yeah. uh, where there is inflammation. Also, uh, mixing it with a bit of anaesthetic as well, you do get some numbing around that area, which can also help with some short-term pain relief. Yeah. I know there is a bit of an argument that it masks pain. Um, there's a lot of evidence to suggest that it, it does target that inflammation, but it's always about un- looking at the underlying cause as well and whether there is something that's causing that inflammation in the first place. Yeah, okay. Um, so what about lifestyle considerations? If you're coming and having this injection, you're obviously in pain to start with, but you know, I'm going on a walking holiday or I'm going to the races and wearing high heels, you know, what do I need to consider if I'm having an um, injection for the next day, the next six weeks? Definitely. Again, it would depend on what type of injury you're presenting with. My advice would be always to go see a clinician early on in the in the pain cycle. If you've got holiday coming up that a European holiday, you're going to be doing a lot of walking. If you can get in and see someone early, often we can get on top of that before you go on your holiday. Um, Typically, if you leave it quite close up to the holiday, that's when we run into a few problems. For example, with plantar fasciitis, it's recommended to do relatively low-level activities for two weeks following the injection. If you're a semi-professional or an elite athlete, often it's a six-weeks loading program back to doing what you were doing previously. Yeah, and as you said, it's obviously very individualised depending on what your lifestyle is and what you're wanting the injury to be pain-free for. Definitely. Everyone's goals are a little bit different. Um, It's not a one-fits-all kind of criteria. Great. Now, I believe there's another type of um, uh, injection is probably not the right word, tibial nerve block that you do? Yeah, definitely. Uh, So tibial nerve block is some local anaesthetic. It's an injection up around the back of the ankle, which we use to anaesthetise the heel of the foot. So it is most commonly used with a plantar fascial injection. That's because the injection into the plantar fascia can be a bit nasty. We're going through thick bit of skin, a thick fatty padding. Um, so often it's a lot more comfortable for the person getting the injection to have that additional tibial nerve block. So that numbs it basically so that you can go in and not be as painful. Definitely. Yeah. Does that help people with the phobia of needles? 
it, it, uh, it depends. <laughs> or they can just close their eyes and look away anyway. Yeah, you, you'll never be looking at that injection. Yep. So you often have them laying down and it's a bit nicer. Yeah, yeah. So is it um, when that wears off, is the outcome still the same like pain-wise? The, so they don't then feel the pain from it? Would that be right? Or? So they do get some numbing of the bit, for, yep. for that three to four hours. Yep. It is important if you do have a tibial nerve block, you can't drive after having it. So if you were wanting to come in for an injection, you would need to organise someone to pick you up after the clinic. Yep. And what is the same considerations for lifestyle in terms of does it change anything in terms of your low-level um, walking or or your loading? The, with the tibial nerve yeah. block? No, so once you've had it, you're back to normal activities. It's just um, important to be aware that your foot's a little bit numb so you don't want to go uh, bumping that on yeah. anything and causing another injury. A bit like going to the dentist and not wanting to eat or um, chew on anything in case you bite exactly, your tongue. Exactly, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so how do people come and see you? Do they need a referral? What signs? Do, so let's start with the referral. Do they need a referral? No, nobody needs a referral to come into the clinic. You can, you can come into the clinic um, if you've got any, any concerns of, of your own. And what are probably three things that people would look out for in themselves um, to say, yeah, this isn't right, I've been putting up with this for too long, I need to come and see you? Any persistent pain or any pain that's preventing you from doing activities that you love or enjoy or any pain that's preventing you from working. Great. Thank you. Is there anything else that I've missed out on? You've, I think you've done fabulous in, in really explaining this to, you know, the layperson. I think um, definitely I've covered a lot of bases. Um, I guess if it's something that you are considering, it's certainly nothing that you need to go ahead with doing, but it's worth just having a chat. Is it something that's really going to be right for you? A lot of the times we can manage these conditions without a cortisone injection as well. Yeah, great. Thanks for that because I think it is it is important. You've said it a couple of times, there's no one size that fits all, but it's making sure that the person you're seeing has all the information and that they can make a choice based on your professional opinion and advice and, and um, you know, maybe they'd start conservatively and if that didn't get any better then maybe this would be where they end up as opposed to this is what they're coming in for straight away. Yeah, that's right, Pip, and yeah. that's how we like to look at things. Yeah, fabulous. Thanks, Rach. It's been wonderful having you on again. Thank you. Thanks for having me. If you have a topic you would like covered, get in touch via our socials. The contact details can be found in the episode notes. If you have loved listening today and are looking forward to future episodes, please subscribe, rate our show, share our podcast with your friends, work colleagues and families. So for now, goodbye. Thank you for tuning in today and see you next week.